0: You, are you blessed? Are you glad to be in the house of the Lord this morning? It is an awesome, thank you, thank you. It is an awesome opportunity, thank you very much. It's an awesome opportunity, an awesome place to be in, to be in the presence of the Lord. I'm going to speak just a few minutes and we're going to ride this out. Uh, wait upon him, wait upon you and, and, and see from there what, uh, where the Lord takes us. I looked at the scripture over and over and I thought to myself, this is the grace factor, but I want to entitle this message, Wait on You. And I looked at it over and over and I thought to myself that we have been interpreting this whole scripture completely wrong. We have been looking at the scripture completely wrong and and interpreting it and looking at it completely differently. Isaiah chapter 40 verse 31. So before we get to that main text of today's message, Let's go to Zechariah chapter 12, verse 10. Zechariah chapter 12, verse 10. It is the second last book of the Old Testament, just before the book of uh, Malachi. Or oh, Malachi. <laughs> okay, I didn't expect you all to find that so funny. But anyway, thank you very much. Praise God for your sense of humor. Praise the Lord. Zechariah chapter 12, verse 10. Verse ten. If you must know, Zechariah four six is my favorite scripture. Four six. No. Yeah. Four six. Where the Lord said to Zerubbabel, "Not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit," says the Lord. We're going to look at this this message on grace, and I'm not going to get into deep. I'm just going to be a few minutes. I just got a few pages, uh, and I'm not going to go deep into it, into the definition and the revelation. And the guidance of grace. I'm going to leave that to the next three giants that's going to come after me. So I thought I'm just going to introduce the grace factor to you and officially open up this conference. As the grace factor, Zechariah 12 verse 10. And it's amazing that scripture says that not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit. Please keep in mind that word spirit, it's a capital letter S, meaning the Holy Spirit. So please keep that in mind, the spirit of the Lord. Zechariah 12 10 says, and I will pour on the house of David. Somebody says that my house. Somebody say that's my house. Uh, that's my house. I will pour on the house of David, on David's house. Some of you know that, that one of the ancestors, if you go right back the lineage of Jesus, one of the ancestors, the great ancestors of Jesus is David. You know the story of the Bible, right? The history of the Bible. The one that, that, uh, that murdered, the one that committed adultery, the one that fornicated, the one that sinned, the one that messed up with his, in, uh, with the, his administration of his battle, but the one that could fight but still the one that was close to God's heart, but still the one that knew how to repent and the one that knew how to worship and eventually the one that wrote most of the, most of the songs and hymns we read right to Psalms. And, 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 it's, and it's amazing when, when I look at um, the story, the house of David, that's my house. And on the inhabitants of Jerusalem, somebody say, that's my city. Mm. that's my house and that's my city. That's my house and that is my city. That is where I dwell. That is where I live. That is where I reside. That is where I be. That is where my children are. Some of you may not understand this. It might not be revelation to you. But this is something very personal to me because I have children and I have... Uh, um, how many of you enjoyed my uh, my 13-year-old on the keyboard? If you didn't know, he was playing the bass guitar on the keyboard. <laughs> I love what Bishop, uh, his new book that he wrote, Don't Drop the Mic. How many of you have seen that? Don't drop the mic. love you, nodding your heads. Don't drop the mic. And um, in the olden days, we used to say, I'm passing on the baton. Right? Today, we are passing on the microphone. You see, my daddy passed on the microphone of preaching... Over to me, and I passed on the microphone of singing over to my son, and he passed on the microphone of playing music over to his brother. Somebody if you don't get the revelation of what I'm talking about. this is not just something, this is inspiration. this is revelation of the Word of God. This is Bible that we are literally living right here on the stage. One wife couple of children, with the same wife, no extramarital affairs, no other relationships, no divorces, and I'm I'm not picking on anybody, I'm trying to show you that the family that you follow up on the stage is legit, this is a real McCoy, we live what we preach and we preach what we love. So when I prophesy and when I give you word, I'm not just speaking word just out of Bible. I'm speaking word out of lifestyle. My family represents Jesus. So when we speak, it is not a condemnation. It is a blessing over your life. Because it is always the spirit behind the man that falls on you. Not just anybody and everybody needs to pray over your life. The grace factor. The grace factor. Added grace. And all the inhabitants of Jerusalem. House of David. Inhabitants of Jerusalem. He will. Let's let's bring this down. I will pour out on my home. He will pour out on my home. And in my church. And in my surrounding. And in my job. On my marriage. The Spirit of grace. Look at your Bible. There's a capital letter S. The Spirit. That's a wrong. Uh, what is W-E-B? Dead? Well, uh, put on New Living Translation if you can please. I'm um, if your Bible has the S with a capital letter? Ah, thank you for confirmations. I thought my Bible was wrong. Thank you very much. I was was getting nervous. I was about to get nervous. The Spirit of Grace. There's only one person that has a capital letter S and that is the Holy Spirit. So wait a minute. The Holy Spirit, the Spirit of Grace, the Holy Spirit is the Spirit of Jesus. So are you telling me that the Holy Spirit is the grace that has been poured on upon us? So let's break it down. Grace is the Holy Spirit. Grace is Jesus that was given unto us. Maybe that, that just that message right there will dawn on you just a few minutes time. Grace is not just some kind of a loving feeling. Yes, we define grace as, as according to scripture, unmerited favor. But what is this unmerited favor? It is not unmerited favor that you will just receive. You know what? I just got a promotion at work. It was unmerited favor. I thank God for the grace upon my life. That's how we always spoke, right? And that's how we always uh, proclaimed it and prayed it and spoke it. Nothing wrong with that. But you need to understand in your mind that it is not just a feeling or Um, You know how you get a blessing and a curse? Now you get luck and unlucky. This is not you being lucky. This is not just you being blessed. Grace is a person that was given unto us. Grace is the Holy Spirit. It It is a living being, He is the Spirit of Jesus. The Bible declares the Holy Spirit as a living person that lives inside of your body. And grace is the Holy Spirit that was given unto us. So every grace factor in your life should give glory back to Him. Every grace factor that you have in your life, it is not your own blessing. It is not what you accomplished. It is not what you did. It is the Lord that literally worked in the background through your life. Unseen or seen? Some blessings that we don't see. Some blessing that we don't acknowledge. Some blessing that we cannot even fathom how it works. Some things that we don't even realize. You left home 10 minutes late. You don't realize that you left home 10 minutes late so that you can miss the accident. That's 5 kilometers down the road. You don't realize that it was grace. That went before you and caused something to happen for you to leave 10 minutes later so you are not involved in the accident. It is not a feeling that transpired. It is not our so lucky today or our so blessed today. No, it was grace that was given unto you. The grace factor is Jesus poured upon your lives, the grace factor is the spirit. Of God. Grace doesn't happen once a week, twice. Grace happens every day in your life because grace lives inside of you. Romans 5.21. Romans 5.21 says, so that as sin reigned in death. Romans 5. 21 says, so that as sin reigned in death even so grace might reign in righteousness to eternal life through Jesus Christ alone." Romans chapter 5 verse 21. You got the scripture? Romans 5 21. Romans 5 it can't be taking you that long to find Romans. It's in the New Testament. It's just after the book of Acts. Just before Corinthians. Isn't it? Y'all got it? Romans 5.21. So that a sin reigned in death. Even so, even so, grace might reign in righteousness. Break it down. Even so, the Holy Spirit might reign in righteousness to eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Romans fourteen seventeen says, For the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Not in anything else. Righteousness in the Holy Spirit. Grace only reigns through the righteousness of Jesus. Grace doesn't come through any other factor. Grace comes through the righteousness of Jesus. Grace has been, the Bible says that the just, thank you Lord, shall live by faith. Meaning that the righteous shall live by faith. Grace has been poured out not to every single person. But grace is given to those that are in righteousness. Tell your neighbor that's me. It's not grace, grace, grace for everybody. It's grace for the righteous of God. Grace for those that have been redeemed by Him. Grace that are in Christ Jesus. We have a gift called grace, the Holy Spirit that has been given unto us. The second you receive the Lord Jesus Christ into your heart, the Holy Spirit comes in, comes inside of you. My body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. When He comes inside of you, grace enters into your life. From that second on, everything that happens in your life, it is not a luck, it is grace. And grace can never ever turn to ungrace, but luck can turn to unlucky. Luck can turn to bad luck. But grace can never turn itself around. Grace is yea and amen. And it performs its word every day of your life. The second you are born again, grace factor enters into your body being and lives inside of you and orchestrates things through your being and gives you wisdom and sight that you cannot even realize where you got it from, but you don't realize that it was grace that gave you wisdom. It was grace that gave you understanding. It was grace that gave you revelation. It was grace that helped you to pass that exam. You are failing physics and economics, air and accounting and math, by the way, every single month, every term, every year. You cannot get to pass it. You went through all of the assessments and you went to uh, different things and you tried people to help you but nothing seemed to help you. But all of a sudden when grace entered in and Jesus took over your life And you went down on your knees and you said, Holy Spirit, here I am. I acknowledge you as a person living inside of me. I acknowledge you in this room. I acknowledge you everywhere I go. You see, the more we acknowledge the Holy Spirit living inside of us, the less we will sin. And now you're quiet. Why? Because everyone loves to sin. Because you know the son you're going to do later on. You know the son you might do in the week. You know what you have planned. But many are the plans of man. But it's only the plan of the Lord that falls through. But it only falls through your life when grace is acknowledged. Many are the plans of man. But the plan of the Lord will only succeed When you acknowledge his plan. Only when you acknowledge his grace. Only when you acknowledge it's the Holy Spirit. Lord it is you and not me. I give you full control. You see I'm leaning and I'm going slowly into. I wait on you. I wait on you. It takes faith to wait on him. I wait on you. Grace cannot come through any other source. Everyone, when your boss calls you at work and tells you, you know what? You didn't come to work yesterday. But I'm not going to chastise you. I'm not going to give you a written warning. It's fine. Please don't do it again. And you leave your boss's office and, whew, oh Lord. And, and he looks at you, you know what? I'm showing you grace. No, no, he was just being kind. He was just being kind. What happened in the spirit realm, and remember what I'm saying, spirit realm, keep that in the back of your mind. What happens in that place, you might think it's physical. Oh, your boss, thank you so much that you did, did not just me. I really need this job. I'm so sorry. I did not come yesterday. Don't worry, it's fine. Don't do it again. He's just being kind. The spirit behind it, happened because of the grace that was on your life and this is where we should not take advantage of his grace and we wonder why when we mistake again when we wrong again why did this bad thing have to? why did I lose my job But you weren't going to work regularly. And we expect God to have grace. If you don't acknowledge grace by going to work every day and acknowledging your boss and acknowledging the rules of what your boss says, grace will not be added and multiplied and orchestrated and manifested through your life. Grace will stay inside of you. But the manifestation of grace will not come through your life because you do not acknowledge it. By following the rules of your boss. So Lord, I have grace upon my life. I have so much of grace that now when it comes to winter, I don't need to take any vaccines. Oh, did I say the V word? I'm sorry. I won't be taking any medication and I wouldn't be wearing any hoodies or anything warm. Because by the grace of God... I have the power of God. The grace of God is upon my life. I will not get sick. Hey, guess what? You're getting sick. Because you did not acknowledge the grace factor. That says, use wisdom. Because wisdom is the principal thing. See, I'm changing your minds. The way we looked at grace all the time. Grace, 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 grace for every race. Praise the Lord. Grace, grace, grace for every race. The grace of God is upon my life. We have grace everywhere. So I can sin and I can sin and I can keep on doing bad. And when we fall into sickness out of sinning and when we fall into condemnation and when we fall into lack out of sinning, we wonder why, where was the grace of God? No, he always was there because his word says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Guess what? We forsake him. We forsook him. We left him out because we didn't acknowledge the grace factor. Grace can only come from God. Grace, if there's anything you get this morning, grace is God in action in your life. Grace is God in action in your life. I'm going to move to the scriptures a little bit bit faster. I'll I'll say it and then you know the scriptures as well. 2 Corinthians chapter 12 verse 9 says, My grace is sufficient for you. My grace is sufficient for you. Not your grace, not his grace, not her grace, not that guy's grace, not your mommy's grace, not your daddy's grace, not your boss's grace, my grace. Bible says, Jesus says, my grace is sufficient for you. Let's bring it back. My Holy Spirit, my spirit is sufficient for you. For I leave my spirit with you. It's to your advantage that I leave my spirit with you. Because I have to go. You see, God was the Old Testament. Jesus, New Testament, Holy Spirit. Now. Holy Spirit, I leave with you. My spirit is sufficient for you. If only we can acknowledge the spirit of God that lives inside of us. If only we can acknowledge the spirit of the living God. Living inside of me. Who he is, what he is, how he is. What does he do and how does he do it? It's not just a ghost. This ghostly being. Casper the friendly ghost. No, He is Yeshua. He is the Holy Spirit, the friendly ghost. He is the Holy Spirit that abides within us, that does not scare you. If you get up in the middle of the night and if you see something in the room and it does not scare you, but it gives you peace, know that it might have just been an angel. True stories. This might have happened to some of you. Where you just felt like there was something there. You just felt like there was something else. And you just felt, you know what? I don't know how I missed that accident. How was it possible? You know that you know that you know for a fact that it, you couldn't have controlled the car at that moment. And that second, in that blink of an eye. It was grace inside of you that helped you to miss death. Grace was added upon your life. The grace factor. Jesus in operation. God in action. It's not just a feeling. It's not, no, it's not not just, it's not a feeling, sorry. It's not a feeling. It's not something that makes you feel oh, I have so much of grace upon my life. You know what? This man of mine loves me so much. I have so much of grace. I thank God for His grace that He gave me the right person. Grace is not a feeling. It's a person. It's the Holy Spirit inside of you. Grace is not making, grace does not make you feel worthy. Grace does not just make you feel, feel good about yourself. Grace adds on word and faith inside of you. So even when you are feeling down, grace lifts you up. You see, a feeling of unworthiness, a feeling of depression will keep you depressed when you go through a depressed state. But grace says, when you are going through a depressed state, I will still lift you up because grace. Is added upon your life. Because grace is inside of you. You can raise up. You can rise up. You can stand up. You can stand on the mountaintop. Whether you in the valley. Whether you're on the mountain. When you in the plateau. When you're in the escarpment. No matter where you are. Grace is added upon you. You can face a challenge. Because of grace. But the thing about grace. We're coming to it now. Is you have to wait upon him you have to wait upon him my grace is sufficient for you the woman with the issue of blood this woman of issue of blood she, she didn't get healed because Jesus was walking by she didn't get it, get healed because Jesus came past Jesus didn't didn't come for her he wasn't walking past even he didn't even notice her he didn't even know her he didn't even know who touched him he wasn't there for her He was going to raise up the 12-year-old girl. He wasn't there for her. She got healed because of what she spoke to herself. She said, if only I may touch. Sometimes we are waiting for grace to activate in our lives when we need to activate it ourselves. And we need to say, Holy Spirit, in the name of Jesus, I acknowledge you. Right now in myself, grace activate in my life and perform miracles through me and perform miracles and give me favor wherever I go, unmerited favor. When we speak it out, the anointing of God healed her because she activated her faith and grace answered the voice of faith. Grace is not given for anybody else, but grace is given for those who will have faith. When you have faith and when you activate your faith, grace is added upon your life. Grace is added upon your home. Grace is added upon your future. Grace puts everything in order. Grace puts everything in perspective. Grace puts things in place. Something things that you don't even know about grace puts it into place because your faith activates grace. Grace is not a feeling that just is upon your life. Grace and grace so I can do as I please. I can do what I want. I can sin as I want. I can say what I want. I can live how I want. Go to church on a Sunday. No, that is not grace. Grace only answers to faith. And grace has been poured out to the children of God who will acknowledge grace, the Holy Spirit. Grace. Grace answers the voice of faith. Grace is given to all who believe, to all who will have faith. When you activate your faith, guess what? Grace answers back. When I activate my faith... I'm trusting you, I'm believing in you, and I'm praising you right now. I'm standing on this word. Grace answers back. The Holy Spirit inside of you answers back. The Holy Spirit inside of you gives you that blessing back. John chapter 1, before we go to Isaiah, I'm almost done. John chapter 1, verse 14 to 17. John chapter 1, verse 14 to 17. Says, and the word became flesh. Jesus, the word became flesh on this earth, manifested the full manifestation of God the Father, the glory of God, the fire of his word. The word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace. And truth. The Holy Spirit is grace and Jesus was full of him. He left us his Holy Spirit. So we have the fullness of his grace. And look at what he says thereafter. John bore witness of him. This is John the Baptist. John bore witness of him and cried out saying, This was he of whom I said. <laughs> this, picture this. This is Jesus coming down. And John the Baptist kept on ministering over and over. You know what? There's someone greater than me that's going to come and his name is going to be Jesus and he's going to be a savior of the world. The Messiah is coming after me. Wait on him. Someone greater than me is coming. Yes, I will baptize you. But there's someone greater than, and went on weeks and weeks and weeks and months and months and kept on going on and going on. And finally, when he saw Jesus, he looked at, Hey, behold, yes, Jesus, full of grace and truth. You know the one I was telling you about? The same one I was telling you about? The same one I, I was waiting upon? Hey, there's Jesus. That is what John the Baptist was doing right here. He was looking at him and saying, This is the same Jesus. That I was waiting upon the same Jesus that I was, uh, that I told you about. This was he of whom I said, he who comes after me is preferred before me. He who comes after me. John was waiting upon Jesus. John was waiting upon him. and This is a song that we just sang, wait upon you. That's my title this morning, Wait Upon You. John waited upon him and he waited upon Jesus to come. He said, This is he who I said, he will come after me. Look at what he says. Look at it again. He who comes after me. He who comes after me. John waited upon him. He waited upon the grace of him who was full of it. He waited upon Jesus who was full of grace, who was full of truth. And he said, this Jesus is coming after me. I'm waiting upon him. He who comes after me. I wondered right there at that moment, how many times do we wait upon him? Compared to how many times do we try to figure it out on our own? compared to how many times do we try to make it work on our own compared to how many times do we try to make it make it right and work out all the differences instead of waiting on him instead of waiting on him go to Isaiah chapter 40 Isaiah chapter 40 Isaiah Chapter 40 Reading from verse 28, if you can please. Isaiah chapter 40, from verse 28. Have you not known, have you not heard the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth? Now that neither, neither faints Nor is weary. He neither sleeps nor slumbers, but he is always with you. His understanding is unsearchable. His understanding is unfathomable. You cannot understand his understanding. You cannot fathom his understanding. You cannot grasp his understanding. His understanding is unsearchable. His ways are far beyond your ways. His thoughts are far beyond your thoughts. He goes far beyond what your human mind can think or imagine. He goes far beyond all of it. Far beyond all of it is unsearchable. He gives power to the weak, and to those who have no might, He increases strength. Even the youths shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength they shall mount up with wings like eagles, they shall run and not be weary, they shall walk and not faint. I looked at the scripture and I realized it's not about waiting, it's about what you do when you are waiting instead of you complaining your way through life how about praising your way through life it's not just about waiting church it's about what we do while we are waiting it takes faith to wait upon God to do it in his timing because if it had to be in my timing I wouldn't need faith for it But if I need it to be in His timing, I need faith to wait upon God. I wouldn't need faith if it happened on my time. Because as soon as I ask of it in my time, I want my blessing now. I want my breakthrough now. I want my healing now. I want my deliverance now. I want that prosperity now. I want that promotion now. And God says, not in your timing, but in my timing. So I'm not just going to bless you just because you asked. You need to wait on me. You need to wait upon my grace. You need to know what's the meaning and the depths and the heights and the width of my grace. What does it mean to have grace? What does it mean? Because we have been taking grace all this time as a small little thing. Just grace upon our lives. And the Lord says, they that wait upon the Lord. We have to wait upon him in order to exercise and acknowledge the magnitude of his grace that is poured upon my life. It was grace that saved my marriage. It was grace that saved my home. It was grace that financially blessed me. It was grace that helped me through the storm. It was grace that got me out of that hospital bed. It was grace that healed my daddy. It was grace that saved my mommy. It was grace that got my family saved it was grace it was grace And as soon as I acknowledge the fullness of His grace. I acknowledge the Holy Spirit inside of me. It is grace that is poured out. And poured out inside of me. And poured out through me. And from me. I will wait upon the Lord. I will wait upon the Lord. I will wait upon the Lord. You see it's not in my timing. It is in your timing. Grace only answers the voice of faith. It takes faith. To wait upon him. To wait upon him. To wait upon his grace. To wait upon his grace. The grace factor. I'm waiting upon the grace factor. That is Jesus inside of me. I'm waiting upon the grace factor. That is Jesus that was poured out on me. I'm waiting upon the grace factor that is Jesus who gave his life for me and my home. I wait upon you. I wait upon you to heal my marriage. I wait upon you to heal my home. I wait upon you to bring healing and restoration and revival and renewing in my home. I wait upon you the grace factor. I wait upon you. And we looked at the scripture over and over. This scripture is not talking about 13 to 20 year old youth. And this scripture is not talking about physical strength at all. This scripture has more spirituality and faith than any other scripture that I've come upon. You can count it on one hand. This scripture is talking about spiritual strength. And when it says even the youth and the young men will be weary and will faint and will fall down, it's talking about them that are faithless. Them that have no faith. Them that have doubt. Them that are weak in faith. Them are the ones that will faint and be weary. The young men, meaning them that have no faith, will utterly fall. But they that wait upon him shall renew their spiritual strength. It takes faith to wait upon him. We interpreted the scripture completely wrong, thinking that this is talking about the youth of our generation The young people, you see young people you will be weary, you will faint, you will utterly fall but they that wait upon the Lord and the young people are the ones of today that are rising up in worship, that are rising up in praise, that are rising up in giving God glory and putting Him first and young people are rising up in waiting upon the Lord because it takes a revolutionary mind to understand what it means to wait upon him and to acknowledge his grace and the old mindset is still sitting back in the spiritualism of faith and think thinking that we are full of faith and we will not be weary and we will not faint and we will not fall and the young people are rising up just like Nelson Mandela prophesied 20 somewhat years ago that young people will rise up in this generation and will declare the glory of the Lord because they know what it is to wait. I'm talking to everybody here. It doesn't matter how old you are in age. When we are young in the word of the Lord it means that you are able to receive revelation being old in the word means that you cannot receive revelation are there any young people in the house of the Lord that knows how to receive revelation and wait upon the Lord come on let me hear you scream just a little bit give him praise just a little bit left hand up declare the glory of God right hand up declare the trumpet of the Lord and with your voice activated praise His name come on and praise His name they that wait the Bible doesn't say that youth will utterly fall but the old will wait and will find strength, it says, they that wait. I am amongst those they that wait. You are amongst that word, they that wait upon the Lord. Grace is letting go of your past wrong that was done to you and you waiting upon the Lord grace is you able being able to forgive and saying I'm, I'm sorry I'm sorry for what I've done to you please forgive me I'm sorry grace is you going down and saying you know what I'm sorry for what I've done. Please forgive me. Grace is you being able to forgive those that offended you and hurt you and family that has come against you years and years ago. Grace is you being able to still go back to your daddy and tell him I forgive you for molesting me 20 years ago but I want to tell you that I have grace upon my life and this grace is Jesus and he restored me, he revived me, he renewed me. Grace gives you an opportunity to say I am sorry. Grace gives you an opportunity to say I forgive you. Grace gives you an opportunity to let go. Grace gives you a power to let go. Grace gives you the power to let go. Grace gives you the power to let go. There are four people in this room today that needs to let go of past things that have been done to you. And grace is telling you today, the grace factor means let go and let God, let go and let God, let go and let God. I'm letting go of what has happened. I'm letting go of my person. I'm letting go because you see, church, you have to let go in order to wait on Him. Because when you come to Him and you wait on Him, if you come to Him being full with your own self, there's nothing for Him to fill you with. But when you come to Him and you wait on Him, and I let go, I come to Him. With emptiness, and I come to him with openness. And now I'm waiting upon you. I'm allowing you to fill me. And some of you have been waiting upon God so much. You are waiting upon God, but you are already full. So what God needs to fill you up with, he cannot because you are already full but i'm waiting i'm keep on waiting i'm waiting upon the lord i'm waiting upon the lord yeah but you're waiting on him with your own mind i'm waiting upon the lord yeah i'm waiting upon him but you're waiting upon him with your own plan with your own purpose with your own vision you're waiting on him with your jewelry With your money, with your family, you're waiting on him with everything that you have. And the Lord says, if you're going to wait on me, wait on me with openness and emptiness. Because it's only when you wait on me with emptiness and openness. That I can fill you with grace. The grace factor. Being poured out upon our lives. Come on Ben, I'm done preaching. The grace factor. It takes faith to wait upon Him. I'm waiting upon Him who is the grace factor in my life. I'm waiting upon Him. I'm waiting upon Him. And there's four specific people that are in this room this morning that need to wait upon Him and let go. Let go. Let go. I need to let go of past hurts. I need to let go of past sins. I need to let go of what they did to me. I need to let go of what they said about me. I need to let go. Because it haunts me every day of my life. It haunts me every season, every term. It haunts me when I go into school. It haunts me when I go into work. It just haunts me. You need to let go. you are waiting so long and the Lord saying to you this morning quit waiting I'm tired of seeing you waiting let go and come back I will be right here I will be very surprised if those four people those four families come out for prayer but i I beg you, I beseech you, if that is you you know what I'm talking about, don't be cute about it you know what I'm speaking is the truth come out here in four different places if you know this is for you, but if you don't I'll respect it, it's fine but you need to wait on him and let go of what has happened in the past in order for God to bless you and says, wait upon me forget about him go and let go let go and then come back and when you come back i will be right here waiting i will never leave you i will never forsake you but i'm tired of seeing you crying and waiting and crying and waiting and crying and waiting lord show me this the whole the whole night through From two nights ago, four people waiting, crying upon the Lord. Crying upon Him. I'm waiting, I'm waiting. He's saying, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. I will be right here. But go and let go. Go and let go. There's nothing you can do about it. Let it go. Let go of that divorce. Let go of that hurt. Let go of that pain. It's still haunting you till today. Let go of it. And come back. I will be right here waiting for you. All those that are in the room, if you want to stand with me in faith, please do so. And throw your hands up to these people. Thank you. Thank you. I need to say this in all due respect. I need to say this. And please do not get offended with what I'm saying. But I need to say this in order for the anointing of God to flow from the stage. For the others that... That are not coming out for the other two families that are not coming out. I forgive you for not heeding to my voice. I have to forgive you, and I have to tell you that I forgive you. Because if I don't, grace is not added and multiplied. I need you to understand that, like I said, I respect you, I respect your decision. But I also have to forgive you. But grace added upon your life. We have to respect families and respect homes. Because we also need to understand and acknowledge that sometimes when we just take a step of faith, taking a step of faith sometimes creates more enemies. And sometimes we are not ready to face those enemies So we don't take a step of faith. What your families might say if you come out to this altar, the condemnation you might face if you come out to this altar. And as your shepherd, I have to respect them. Throw your hands up to these people, please, that are standing here. Father, I pray your grace be added. Upon their homes and their lives. Father, I pray your grace upon their lives right now in the name of Jesus. I pray that they will let go of past incidents. In the name of Jesus, let go of it. Now, in the name of Jesus. Let go, let go. Let go. Let go. Yeah, yeah. Let go. Every demon in the name of Jesus. Every demon of disruption and confusion. I order you to leave these homes in the name of Jesus. By the power and the grace of the Holy Spirit I order you To leave their homes right now. I come against you to the word of my testimony. And the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. Let God's people go. In Jesus name. You may go back to your seats. Everybody throw your hands up and give God praise. Won't you throw your hands up and just give him praise right now. Worship the Lord, 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 worship the Lord. Lord, Wait upon Him, wait upon Him, wait upon Him, wait upon Him. As we prepare to take Holy Communion together as a family, wait upon the Lord, wait upon the Lord. You can get the holy sacraments ready. Get it into your hands. You can get it ready. You can keep on praying, and you can get it ready. Keep on praying. Keep on worshiping Him. Keep on praising Him with your mouths. Praise Him in tongues. Praise Him with your voice. Praise Him. Praise Him. Praise Him. They that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount him up on wings. Like an eagle and soar They shall run and not be weary They shall walk and not fade That's what happens when you wait Happens when you wait They that wait on the Lord Shall renew their strength They shall mount up on wings Like an eagle and soar. They shall run, not be weary They shall walk and not faint That's what happens when you wait What happens when you wait They that wait, say They that wait on the Lord Shall renew their strength They shall mount up on wings Like an eagle and so they shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. That's what happens when you wait. Come on, scream it out, church. That's what happens when you wait. Hallelujah. One more time, scream it. It happens when you wait. When you wait. We wait upon you, Lord. We wait upon you in our marriage. We wait upon you in our homes. We wait upon you in our finance. Oh, Jesus. We wait upon you in our education. We wait upon you on our job. We wait upon you on our children. I got a word for somebody, forgive me for saying the way I heard it, the Lord is saying to some lady here in this place, stop waiting upon me and start getting active with your husband. I'm sorry, stop waiting upon me and start getting active With your husband and the seed will be planted and you will fall pregnant in the name of Jesus. Grace will be added unto you. And you will birth a child and you will call the child's name Grace. can see your child's face, a little bit black and with blondish, brownish hair, you will call her name Grace. So Lebrahasablo Brohu, Breka Lebrahasen Nebra in no Brekese na Brahan, Renda Lebreke, Rekesa Lebrahan, Reka Nebraho, Brekese Libraha, Braha Lebrekesen. Thus says the Lord Most High. You have waited upon me. And you have toiled in my presence. Now go and be active. And my grace will be added upon you. And I will plant the seed. And you will call her name Grace. She will become a mighty woman of God. She will become an engineer. And get her degree in engineering. Randel Hibrikis anibriku Thus says the voice of the Lord. To take hold of your sacraments. Who is that lady that's trusting God to fall pregnant? Are you here? see clearly if it's here or it's online but are you here someone trusting God or fall pregnant please if if you are if you are online if you are watching me please send us a message or let us know so that we can testify of the grace and the goodness of God Please, I beg of you. Please let me know who you are. If you are trusting God to fall pregnant, you will call her name Grace. You will call her name Grace. I saw your child's face. She looks very beautiful. She's not an ugly baby. She looks flawless. Her toes are straight. With four toes straight. Big toe sticks out. <laughs> I give you praise. Lord, as we partake of your body, I thank you that added grace is upon our lives. And we acknowledge that you were broken and beaten and torn into pieces and shreds just so that my body can be healed. I'll receive the grace factor of your word right now as I partake of this holy sacrament. You may partake right now in Jesus' name. Take of the Lord's blood. Know that through this resembling the Lord's blood, we are the righteousness of God. And because we are the righteousness of God, we are fully able. And we pass the test of receiving His grace. Because grace is added to those that are in righteousness in Jesus Christ. So I take this now, Lord, as a declaration amongst my brothers and sisters. That I am your righteousness. And I have grace living inside of me. In Jesus' name, Amen. You may partake. Please don't forget those of you that are meeting us in the prayer room and those of you that are meeting us in the meet and greet room. Please don't forget. We would love to see you and pray over you. If there there was anything that I called out and you were scared to come out in front of the congregation for. And if you want to meet us in the prayer room, it is much more um, uh, uh, personal and private. If you want to, please come out and meet us there so we can pray with you there in the name of Jesus. You enjoyed this morning service. I hope you didn't. I hope you understand and added grace upon your life in the name of Jesus. Amen. I if you enjoyed this new song. Let it grow on you. Let it grow on you. I really am sorry. Please forgive me for the words that were not on the screen. Um, we're trying to get, uh, get it sorted. We will get it sorted for next week. I apologize for that. Well, next week, now I'm on a three weeks break. Next week, my mom will be up on the stage. <laughs> I can't wait for the power and, 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 and the wisdom that's going to come out of them. On Mother's Day, mind you. Amen. (laughs) Praise the Lord. Well, keep on praying. Keep on praying for Grace Factor Conference. Praying for for yourselves and your homes. And you'll be equipped and empowered. Let me pray over you as the leaders take their places and volunteers and staff. Let me pray over you in the name of Jesus. Father, I declare your, your glory of grace. Upon your children, my brothers and sisters. Upon every one of them. Everyone that's watching me online and everyone that is here, I pray a glory of God upon your homes and your lives. I pray the presence of God of grace added upon your life. I pray the grace factor in your homes and in your lives. In the name of Jesus, everybody shouted and screamed. Hallelujah. Amen and amen. God bless you, church. Have a blessed and safe week, please. We will see you on next week, Sunday morning.